really good conversation this morning just about the general state uh, that we're in uh, as far as the world goes with this, uh, the most recent outbreak. And these things happen all the time, these kind of shakeup factors in the world. And, and this one, you know, we had the recession, we had the housing crashes. Um, this one just happens to be a virus. And, and it was a really good conversation about thinking forward and, 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 and what it means going forward. And, you know, Jason went on to talk about how, you know, okay, so a lot of people are working from home, obviously. Now, we work from home to begin with, so this is nothing that is kind of new to us. Um, but there are a lot of people out there that have never worked from home before, and, and it's, it's different. And I coach, as you guys know, I coach at a, a local university, the one that I graduated from, and they have went to the, for the rest of the year, they decided to go to online classes. Um, so what they did is this was a spring break weekend. They shipped all the kids home. They said, hey, do not come back. We're going to go completely online. And this is something that was on my mind a while ago because the public school system here, the state school system, as far as colleges goes, they've been hurting for a while. They've been bleeding money. Um, our school's doing really good or pretty good. Um, but a lot of schools have been bleeding money and at risk of closing down. And I always thought that online education would kind of be the future. You see it with many schools as well, like University of Phoenix is one completely online. You see it as well as just like normal YouTube. There you go. Cody's in. We've got a few people coming in. Um, but I thought online education would be kind of the new future as well. And you see that with many different places as well, many businesses that do their, their work remotely. And, and, and Jason got into talking a little bit about this is this could be um, this could be the defining moment where a lot of businesses and companies that were maybe thinking about doing something but didn't want to necessarily want to pull the trigger now have an excuse to do it. You know, think about places that that have brick and mortar um, headquarters and their employees can be just as effective, if not more productive, working from home. Well, if you have all your 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 employees working from home what don't you need yeah do, do you need extra overhead no right you can save yourself a lot of money by doing that however there's a trickle down effect and, and unfortunately businesses most companies don't really care about the trickle down effect but there's a trickle down effect right because you know if you close brick and mortars right who else is hurt by that so if you if you close the physical location of a job, who gets hurt? The CEOs? Eh, no, they're going to make their money, right? The the top employees? No, they can they can work from home, right? Get a computer and a headset. Who gets affected by that? Bus drivers, taxi drivers, right? Janitors, right? food services and i and i and again and i have friends i used to, i used to be a janitor essentially um so i know how that works i have a friend that works in food services right and again i see this at the university where there's a whole bunch of people that do kind of the you know you call it the dirty work at the school to keep things the it's really the important work it's the stuff that keeps things running that most people don't want to do those people become unemployed you see that when they shut down um they shut down the, what uh European soccer, they shut down all major sports, right? Stadium crews, right? All those people, guess what they're not doing? They're not working, right? And you see this trickle down effect. And the question is what happens to those people? And it just, 
it continues to to really, you know, I remember Jason Stapleton mentioned this to me years and years ago about the great divide, right? You divide the 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 poor from the wealthy and that that middle class gets thinner and thinner and, and doesn't necessarily exist anymore. And that's a very that's a very scary thing. Right. He also talked about kind of the, the bailouts that different governments are doing and how businesses are struggling. Right. Because it's been a week. They've been closed down for a week and they're struggling already. I saw Naomi post this as well. Um, if you if, if you can't survive a week out of business, how strong is your business? And think about it from a personal perspective. Right. If if uh, my wife had a friend that just got laid off, she was a, an employee at a, a hotel, a high level employee at a hotel. And, and unfortunately, you know, they had to make cuts already. Now, I hope, I don't know her financial situation, but I hope she's able to survive. But think about it like this. If something like this happens and you, can, and you can't survive a week, if you can't make it to the next month to pay a mortgage and bills, are you in a good financial position? And again, not just from a, from a, a business standpoint. You would think any healthy business would be able to do that. But from a personal standpoint, no, you're not. And And... What's happened is that people, we've all known here that we lack financial literacy as a whole, as, as a people. The problem is when we get all these different bailouts and we get all these different assistances and people helping us out, right? We never get to feel the pain of the actual problem. And I'm a big believer in that. You don't make change until you feel pain, right? I didn't get serious about my trading until I started losing a lot of money. When I was losing a little bit of money, I was like, eh, whatever, I'll keep doing it. It's not until I started losing a lot of money that I said, oh, man, I've really got to make a, a change. Even going back to school, right? I didn't really care about my grades until we were like a, a few weeks uh, away from the big test. And I realized I had a D and I'm like, oh, no, I better I better do something about this. And this can be one of those turning points. This could be one. And, and unfortunately, it's, it's going to bring a lot of pain to a lot of people. But hopefully this is a, a point where people start to realize that, man, I, I need to have control over my finances. I need to have control over my life. And that was the main reason that I wanted to become not necessarily a trader, but an entrepreneur in general. I, I just didn't want to trust. I didn't want to trust my life in the hands of someone else. Right. I, I've had jobs before where I was fired and. You know, you know, luckily it was you know, I was at a younger age, so like I didn't really need a lot of money or have bills or anything like that. But I've had jobs where I was getting a steady paycheck that all of a sudden it's like, hey, we don't need you anymore. And that paycheck goes away. And thinking about that from a bigger perspective, you know, years in the future when I'm older with kids and a family and real bills and real problems. It was really, really scary for me to put myself in a situation where. I was reliant on someone else for my livelihood. I did not like that at all. It was, it's a control thing with me. So I wanted to put myself in a position where I can control my own destiny. Yeah, I can, I can certainly still fail. But if I fail, it's on me. If, it's, if I fail, it's because I messed up. And no one can take it away from me. It, it, it's a, it's, and that's the cool thing about trading it's a it's a skill that no one can take away from you right no i see i hear so many people out there complaining about the financial markets right i can't make money in these markets i can't do this i can't do that sure you can have you seen the markets they're moving have you seen the dollar right the dollar is the safe haven with all this fear guess what's guess what's rallying the dollar right 
Guess what's at a bargain bin? Many of these financial, uh, these stock markets. You can certainly make money in these markets. I've made money in these markets. Jason Greystone made, what? Some people's yearly salaries in these markets. If you know what you're doing. And that's the cool thing about it. It goes back to the winner's win statement that always sticks in my mind from, from Jason Stapleton. That, that's the cool thing. If you know what you're doing, you can survive any situation. If you know what you're doing and you have a, a, a skill that could be used that isn't relying on anyone else, you can survive any situation. And that's cool from a, a personal standpoint. From a business, it, 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 it's, it goes on to adaptability, right? We were talking real estate this morning. and We just talked about the, the, maybe the, the death of commercial properties, right? Move to residential. Move to shared spaces. Right? Too many people make excuses for why they can't do something, right? Think ahead. Think in the future, right? Position yourself before anyone else. And it's cool because I have so many friends reaching out to me because I'm, I'm that friend that does like the financial stuff. He does, he does the money stuff. That it's cool to see so many friends reaching out, kind of actually thinking ahead. My sister reaching out. She started getting into investing uh, back at the last, uh, when Trump won. So that four years ago, right? Because the markets crashed on election night. And she was like, hey, should I be buying some stuff? I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, and then she got a little taste of it there. And she's like, whoa, this is kind of cool. And she started understanding how the game works. She's like, wait, people are just scared? And then things come back to normal. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. You know, you never know when. And she's hitting me up thinking about stocks she needs to buy. Another one of my best friends um, texted me the other day, man, brought a big smile on my face. Said, hey, man, I just bought my first stock. And I'm like, what'd you buy? And he bought some local, um, I think he bought two of them. One was like a public transportation stock. One was uh, something that does dining services. Because again, um, they shut down. This is when they shut down the city and not the whole state, essentially. Um, he was like, yeah, well, this thing is going to bounce back. Like once people get better, these things are going to be up and running. Or he bought a, a, an airplane stock, I think it was as well. Um, he's like, yeah, this, these are going to bounce back. Like people, you know, they shut down travel and stuff now, but it'll be better. And I'm like, yeah, look, you're thinking the right way. You're, you're thinking what, when, when everyone else is panicking and scared and running away, you're looking for opportunities. He's saying, where can I get involved for cheap? And he bought a few stocks that were like 13 bucks or something like that. And it was just cool to see that because it gives you hope that people are it gives you hope that people are changing. Um, and, and again, it's, it's important to understand that that's the, that's the real key. That's the real key for, for longevity and surviving any type of time. Because you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna look back you know, 10 years from now when the next kind of thing, when the next wave comes, and, and, and this is going to be known as the, the great corona, the, the COVID-19 scare. And you're going to be able to look back and people are, oh, yeah, man, it crushed me, ruined my life. I would have been successful if that COVID didn't come, right? And you're going to look back and be like, this, is, this, this was the best opportunity in my life. This was a game-changing opportunity for me because I, I had worked all the way up to this point. I had acquired knowledge. I had acquired a skill. And I was waiting and I was waiting and I was waiting. And this was finally the opportunity where I can kind of implement what I learned at a very cheap cost and take advantage for the next, you know, five, ten years to come. 
And it's going to be no different from you hear people talk about when they started investing during the recession, people that got in my career got started in 2007 during the recession. And I don't again, I don't know if I was lucky or skilled, but I got involved at the right moment and, and it was a life changing moment for me. Um, so it's pretty cool, pretty cool for those who are in the know, but pretty scary for those who aren't pretty scary for those who aren't because no matter how much money you get, if we do end up getting money from the government or some type of tax benefits, right? If you're not financially literate, you're just going to waste it and be back in the, in the, in the same boat. It's like someone that's in massive debt where it's like, man, I just need 50 bucks, man. I get out of this debt. And you give them 50 bucks and they get out of debt and the next week they're right back into it because they, they continue doing the same thing. Oh.